Humanity's response to the coronavirus can't flatten these curves, baby. Ooh, yeah. I'm Eliza Jansen. <laughs> I'm Noah Jansen. I'm Meg Jansen. And I'm Max the Mac Attack Chronic. <laughs> Welcome to Twitter. Yeah. He did it. Gosh, I love movies. Twin Picks, the show where a pair of actual real-life human twins and <coughs> their other sister make a double feature <laughs> out of two movies that share some kind of similarity and decide which one does its job better. Sorry for coughing everywhere, Yahoo. guys. In this That's tra- okay. Ew, stay 1.5 metres away from me. You keep away oh. from me. What's your goddamn where? hands, you dirty pig? <laughs> <laughs> dirty pig. <laughs> where? We're on the other side of the planet, so I think that's enough social distance. That's yeah, we're social distancing ex- extreme. There's at least, there's at least 1.5 seconds of lag on this phone call, so I think that's enough distance. Yeah, that definitely that. checks out. <laughs> <laughs> What's the lag to meters? Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you have distance, like physical distance? We have time distance, so yeah. technically we own yeah. coronavirus. Expanding brain. It's true. Time, place, another. What are the <laughs> dimensions? Like form. Yeah. Whatever. Light? Sound? Yeah. All of the above. Wow. This is, this is so psychedelic. <laughs> I'd like to welcome to the podcast for the first time someone who I've mentioned a couple times. My lovely little American boyfriend, Max Crony. You'll be my Hi, everybody. What do you think is like Max. the biggest response you get from like my family or Australian people when you're like, hey, I was just about to say, can like you- American boy by Estelle <laughs> v. Kanye West? Yeah. Okay. That's the one. Max, can you tell us about your cat Beans? Okay, yeah. Be- Beans, I think she's she's gone through a big <laughs> mood change since we've moved because she's no longer allowed to just go out and hunt rats. Aww. So I think she's just kind of sad, <laughs> just sits around, kind of meows Maybe a lot. Maybe Beans created coronavirus. Oh, my God. Maybe that's the start of it. Patient zero. Yeah, no, I mean, I did feed her Beans. a lot of bats. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, the hunting Rats, hunting, hunting, like hunting rat, bats. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> just leaving into the yeah. sky. <laughs> um, the first six months of essentially of us knowing about Max was just us hearing like through Eliza's phone, like, oh, beans, where are you? <laughs> beans, no. It's really funny to me. His cat used yeah, to that's mostly what I associate with. <laughs> it's just, I think it's a name that sounds really good in the American accent. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Welcome. Welcome Thanks to the show. Hello. It's great to be here. I'm a big fan. <laughs> are you? Uh, yeah, I Yay. left an iTunes review and everything. Really? Oh. Hey, of the, of the five people on this podcast, you listen to it more than... Definitely Someone more than at least podcast. one of us <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's on the podcast. Do you, Do you want to say true? to my face next time or what? Like, <laughs> I'm opposite <laughs> you. You're 1.5 metres away, but still, yes. Um, I'm really, so we were going to do, this episode was going to be, what is now going to be next week's episode. It got bumped. Because everyone is talking about this silly little coronavirus. What's going on there, huh? What about this uh, this old yeah, corona? About people have started, My like, corona. just staying home. Lazy buggers. 
bit lazy, yeah. huh? Got to get outside, get them, get them raised. Well, more time for everyone to listen to this podcast, <laughs> me included. I've listened to <laughs> two of our episodes. Woo! Um, yeah, what was it? You came up to me and you commented on something. I'm like, that is from an episode, which yeah. means you listen to oh, it. I listen to it. I can't remember what it is, but Whatever. Still, I'm I impressed. Know. <laughs> I know. It's, it's good okay. shit. <laughs> this is my King Lear. In um in quarantine or whatever, when he was trying to avoid the plague, Shakespeare wrote King Lear and in my King Lear for this like period of time is gonna be like maybe listening to half. That's not listening. even like episode, something week. creative or constructive. Like you're just listening. That. Yeah, it's a passive Let her but have it's still this. like I'm sorry. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's I think so too. Max it's like, already what's my everybody else's King Lear for this <laughs> isolation period? Yeah. No. I, I genuinely, I am writing. Oh, yeah, you do have something. In this it's, it's actually been very fun. Oh, Maybe it's it? disgusting. <laughs> I'm disgusting. Yeah, Eliza's been, well, I, we don't need, I'm just, I'm writing a new podcast. I want to do like a radio play. Yeah, I want to do like a, like a radio play about John Carpenter movies. Oh. It's going to, it's really fun. Wow. Yeah, Eliza's been helping me with it because the second I started writing it, I remembered that I hadn't written a creative piece. Since, since like, like NAPLAN English so. testing or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eliza, what have you done? You know what? what I've been kind of productive. I feel like I've done some cool stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm cracking on with my writing. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Have you as well, Max? You've been writing Yeah, I've been well? writing, but I think mostly uh, my King Lear is to finish The Sopranos. Yes, we'll get there. We will finish oh, Yeah. Yes, now maybe Mom wants that will to be watch The Sopranos. Because we have it on DVD. Mm-hmm. It, yes. It's honestly, well, it's honestly just but. bumming me out because, like, knowing had it gone this far, there would be a very good coronavirus plotline. It couldn't have gone for literally the, 25 with all the years. Italy stuff. Yeah, but yeah, there is an Italy. amazing TikTok about the way that characters from Glee would react to coronavirus, <laughs> and you should make that for Sopranos. Wow. Wow, we'll crazy. link it in the in the thing. It's very, very in funny. It's like Park would have gotten coronavirus and then. Still gone like, to school yeah. and like charge people for him to not cough wow. on them and stuff. Yeah. It's very accurate. Anyway, there's so many coronavirus life things we could talk about, aren't there? Because what is this weird world we live yeah. in now? But instead of talking about it, why don't we watch movies? Watch about, about it. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Art imitating life. <laughs> they- we watch, so we've, we've come up with two <laughs> movies Contagion and Outbreak. Both which are some of, like, the first movies that come to mind when you think, like, pandemic films. And I'd argue one is, like, a thriller and one is kind of just, like, a weird action drama. I don't really know. I think there's a big distinction this week with, like, what they're trying to do. And then, like, I think kind of ironically, like, the intentions being very different, but I think... The effect that one wants to have, it has the opposite effect. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. In, in, in regards to that. I can't yeah. wait to hear more about what you guys think about the films. And I think we should start, yeah, let's yeah, start with yeah. Outbreak, just chronologically. Let's go with that one first. Yes. Okay. Let's do it. Break is a 1995 disaster action drama film directed by Wolfgang Peterson and it follows Dustin Hoffman as the leader of this <laughs> team of virologists um, trying to unpack and kind of stop this 
dangerous African virus that has was first hosted has in a like. really cute little monkey and has made oh, its way cute. into suburban America. It was a cute little tiny it monkey. And monkey. it has a 100% mortality rate. You get it? You're like, dead, you baby. Dead, baby boy, you're, you're gone. Back tonight, when we watched you're, this you're film, out here. I like... The first, like, two shots of this movie are so funny. Like, it's like it shows this beautiful, serene jungle. There's an explosion and then an extreme close-up of a monkey screaming very loudly. And it's also that, like, images in the poster. Yeah. yeah. Monkey, like, screaming. Well, one thing that's also really funny about the explosion that's, like, the second shot of the movie is it's, you know, a group of soldiers, like, getting hit with something and one of the guys just gets like yanked off camera so violently during the explosion yeah it's like someone just took um one of those old-timey canes and just like pulled them off (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) there is something about that opening this is just my thought on the whole film generally that like i spent i watched this after contagion and it put me at ease yeah. because I was like oh thank god this movie's dumb <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean it's like dumb. because like yeah. its perspective on a virus and like this situation is so Hollywood like mm. it really just feels like you know like a Hollywood disaster movie you're like ah yes good this could never contagion is not that <laughs> see that's what I think about like this movie the thing that distanced me from like any tension whatsoever or feeling like any kind of like nervousness was that all the things that made it this outbreak were just like really coincidental. Yes. Like she happens to accidentally a guy happens to, he happens steal the to break the vial. Yeah. yeah, it's like this. This is just like a series of unfortunate events. It's not like a series of mundane occurrences yeah. that could actually result in like fatalities. And can we disaster. talk about like for a series of like professionals whose job is literally working with like a viral infection, like diseases? How do they keep fucking every this up? single? Three seconds, someone is accidentally tearing their suit, and they're like, yeah. "No, no, 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 no!" And you're like, "What the fuck? It's your job. Yeah. How? Yeah. Well, are these things made out of paper? Like, what yeah. the fuck?" It was very well, annoying to me. They went to the Benny Hill School of Medicine. <laughs> they're like, "Whoops! I ate the monkey." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't help that it definitely feels like a like mid '90s or whatever Hollywood movie because. Eliza, can you run down the cast list for us and the producer? All right. Well, I I don't, wait, why is the producer significant? I don't know these people. Isn't it Harvey Weinstein? No. No. It should be, though, because this film has what (laughs) Max has described as the Avengers of sexual assaulters. (laughs) (laughs) This film. Okay, Max, do you want to do, I'll say the actor and you say what they're accused of. (laughs) <laughs> is that fun for people to listen to or is that really depressing um, no, let's take right, it yeah, roll yeah. those let's dice do it. let's do it the lead character is Dustin Hoffman rude and offensive comments <laughs> yeah, yeah. right. Renee Russo she's fine leave her alone whatever Morgan Freeman yeah also <laughs> Groping, I think. I'm not but sure I what think his people thing. dropped it. Yeah, no, yeah. When it, it started to happen to Morgan Freeman, and then people were just like, "No, stop." Yeah, they're like, "No, no, it we, is don't, so we true. don't want people him." Was, yeah. Morgan Freeman was one. It was literally people were like, "Oh, this is one too many," and they were too scared yeah. of it. Yeah. That was one where, like, as well as like two people coming forward, a lot of people were like, "Oh, yeah, he's always been like inappropriate right. on sets and stuff." So there's probably plentiful stories mm. about Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Mm. Okay, Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba Gooding Jr. Also groping, I think, right. right? 
And the granddaddy of them all, Kevin Spacey Kevin. as Lieutenant Colonel Casey Shuler, MD. Okay, Kevin Spacey's <laughs> definitely the Iron Man of this team. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> he was one of the, he was the first. That, um, he kind of started it all. Well, actually, Harvey, yeah. well, Harvey was the Kevin first, Spacey. but Spacey was like... Yeah, Harvey started it, and then Spacey fought. But, you know, Spacey is alleged to have had a sexual relationship with, like, that Australian cricketer. Um, yes, his name? Brett Lee. Yeah, Brett Lee, yeah. How crazy is that? And everyone's like, apparently this is, like, a really known thing. They, on a cruise ship, they had an affair, and everyone on the cruise ship knew. They were like, yeah, they were acting like a couple. Having an affair, yeah. Brett Lee and Kevin Spacey, what an unlikely pair. You could throw so many people off trying to do, like... Six, what's six it called? Degrees. Six 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 degrees. It was like 1 a.m. here and you were in L.A. And I just get a picture of the front cover of like... People oh, magazine yeah. or some oh, shit yeah. in like 1990, and it's like a picture of Kevin Spacey on the front cover with his legs yeah. spread out, and it's like Kevin Spacey, the thinking man's sex yeah. symbol. No, it's like the thinking woman's <laughs> sex, <laughs> woman sex symbol. Yeah. There's another man's, one that yeah. just says like Kevin Spacey, he's got a secret. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is all he does. He did have a secret. Yeah. Oh he was horrible. God. He was a horrible yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. So um, poor uh, poor everyone else in this movie for being uh, in That's this. That's an in uncomfortable this cast, set. Yeah. In this horrible set. Yeah. This movie is so nineties. It really is. Um, nothing's funnier than this movie. Like being like, maybe we should really lean into being an action yeah. film every like hour and just having yeah. an action scene. You're like explosion. And you're like, what? Why? This is about like Yeah, a like virus. just make an action like, movie this- about something else. <laughs> yeah. Literally. It just like decides there's two action scenes in it. There's one the first one is so fucking random. So essentially like the virus strikes Matamba this, like, virus. little town. It's called Get them, the, yeah, that's Matamba. what it's called. Yeah. Kind of like an Ebola-style yeah. virus. Yeah, it? and yeah. it strikes this town, which is obviously like way less interesting than having it spread mm. throughout the world. It's like literally localized in this town. Anyway, um, and just because they need an action scene, they decide to make some rednecks be like, "We got to get out of here," and they like drive out of the barricades and stuff, and then a helicopter shoots them down. So stupid. Like, wh- and it's, like, so out of nowhere. This is maybe deciding, like, maybe we should be more of an yeah, action Yeah, the film. way that the Very filmmakers weird. go about, like, heightening the stakes of this film are hilarious. Like, you can really feel them focus grouping it and being like, we can't make a movie about a virus. Yeah. You can't even see a virus. What if the virus was the monkeys yeah. and the monkeys were evil and they wanted to infect this little girl and stuff? And it was like the little girl was in the way of a sniper trying to kill the monkey or something. Like, <laughs> it's so like just like Noah said, it's almost like comforting in how goofy and exaggerated it is yeah. about what a pandemic feels like in like how scary it should be yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, literally. Um, did you guys? I'm not engaged in this yet. Did, did did we enjoy this film? Yes, I quite enjoyed this film. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I oh look, no. Um, I didn't enjoy this. Why film. That's a no from me. Um, I think I. It just felt dumb. I was like, okay, like it, it just felt like a run of the mill kind of actiony movie, and the only like interesting way into it they had was like. Oh, it's an outbreak of this deadly disease. But even then, like everything that is like terrifying and sinister about like an outbreak 
it wasn't even like played upon. Isn't that yeah. what you need like, right now? See... You just want some fun, diverting, stupid movie virus. Well, not if I'm watching this for that though. Like if I'm going in to watch it to feel like I don't think we could say that they want us to feel like this is a goofy, silly, feel-good movie in the time of a pandemic. Like, yeah, I reckon I they think... would have loved to think that they were doing what Contagion was doing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um would do. And yeah, I think especially maybe I'm comparing it a little bit too early because I did I literally watched the movies back to back. Um I don't know how much of a difference that would make, but yeah, I couldn't get into this movie. And I think it is, it feels so outdated. It feels crazy outdated. Even just the cast, like the whole thing, I, there was nothing, it didn't yeah, really speak even to me just, Like I can't really say anything beyond like that. Like the honest. hokey, like personal storyline of Dustin Hoffman yeah. working with his ex-wife, Renee Russo. Ex-wife. And yeah. like, of course that's what they do. That's so, yeah. like, 90s. And, like, she oh. gets the first dose of the antidote that they mock up. It's like, oh, my God, this is yeah. such a, like, Ugh. power fantasy, like, America, Team okay. America yeah, shit. Literally. <laughs> yeah. I, I must, I, I will let Max yeah. speak. I will. I just need to comment on this antidote thing. I told Eliza this on the phone yesterday. This drives me crazy in this movie, right? This fucking virus, what it does is it liquefies your insides in the space of 24 hours, but then the antidote like makes you better. If you have like an hour left to live, surely just re your insides are either liquid or they're not like, there's not mm. like things are solid or they're not. It's the same as like, if you defrost something and cook it, you can't fr- like freeze <laughs> yeah. it again. That is exactly what it is yeah. like. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good. Max, well, what, what, what did you think of the movie? Well, as the token American here, <laughs> I, I think I'd like to, I, I think both these, both, uh, this is kind of comparing the picks, but this is very like expectation versus reality in in the eyes of our, our current leader, yeah, I think. Totally. Like, I think he would like to think yeah, he's, he's he Dustin like Hoffman. He'd like to be the Dustin. He'd like to be the, which by the way, when, when I think but of. But he's the Donald Sutherland. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Oh, I, I mean, when I think of 90s action heroes, I, the first thing that comes to mind, I'm sure you're the same, is, is Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> Yes. So right right away I'm in it. No, you kind I, of have a thing for Donald Sutherland right as well. With, where well, like you you find him unconvincing or something. Well, no, I, I love Donald Sutherland because his anytime hey, anytime so he screams in a movie, it's it's one of the funniest things. Uh, uh, there's this movie called Don't Look Now, where in in the first it is it it's so it's not that like in Don't Look Now, it's supposed to be really emotional and obviously it is so sad that his daughter has died, but he yeah. looks very yeah. well, funny. Five minutes into the movie, his daughter dies and he finds her body. And, and his scream, he just goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and because it's in slow motion as well, it's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I have a quote that's, here. That's my it's biggest amazing. criticism of Outbreak, honestly, is that Donald Sutherland didn't exactly, get doesn't an do oh that. moment. Oh, my God. When he's, like, arrested at the end, if he was just like, he had oh. a line in the movie <laughs> that when he said it, he really sounded like Dr. Phil at the end when he gets arrested. He said, are you dumb or something? And he really sounded dumb? like Dr. Phil. Are you dumb or something? Yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Well, that was really good. good. Some laughs today. Wow. I'll that's be here all episode. Yeah, we watched Dr. Phil this oh. morning. What was like the patient? <laughs> patient? Guest? It was bad. He was just like... He was like a drug addicted guy. So sad when it's just like, I'm an addict and my life's sad. Yeah, it was just like, a sad oh, one. I was like, TV. I can't make fun of you. Like, <laughs> you I just want wanted to be like funny, delusional people. 
I want it to be yeah. like liars. Like I want like, like a, I'm liars. pregnant with 12 children I'm pregnant right with Jesus now. baby. Like, that's a good no, one. You're not. I've been, no, you're I've been not. pregnant for three years and I am pregnant. <laughs> but I'm just waiting to have this baby. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Anyway. Should we talk about contagion? <laughs> I think so. I feel like anything else. I don't know if I have that many other points about outbreak. Well, what about the monkey acting? Excellent monkey acting. Oh, yeah. Monkey killed it. Very good monkey. And as you said, a big, do. randomly huge part of this movie. Like, enormous part of this movie. Also, Pat Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey. Oh, in this oh movie. yeah. What do they call him in Grey's Anatomy? McSexy. McSexy. McDreamy. He is such a style icon He's in this movie. I think. Oh, he looks amazing. beautiful. Also, um, you know the bit where, like, that fucking person goes to the movie theatre and coughs on, like, everything? Yeah. Yeah. We should... That's the kind of thing that, like, if you put on an old person's Facebook wall They'd right be like, now, did you they see would this? think this is it's terrible. real. Did you, like, did you see video? this? This is what's happening because of coronavirus. <laughs> so I was kind of tempted to do that. Yeah. yeah. Those are my thoughts on that, Outbreak from Wolfgang. Yeah, that very Peterson. moment of the, like, spores of the virus floating around in the air really symbolises the film, like, how dumb it thinks its audience is. Being like, oh, we probably have to show the virus, right? Like, floating around the cinema. It's like, no, you yeah. can just show someone coughing and... You know, we would get the idea. That's great. That'll save budget. (laughs) Can you imagine the producers being like, so, so like, okay, here's the CGI of like, you know, when it's floating through the air and they're like, hmm, will they know it's bad though? Maybe we can give the germs like little knives. Maybe it can be holding like little bloody knives. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Luckily they like pulled up short of that. But, um, yeah, I kind of can see where this discussion is leading. And I feel like we all really want to negatively compare Outbreak to our next film, Contagion. Contagion is a 2011 American medical thriller and it's the first Steven Soderbergh film we're looking at. A guy I, oh, I quite yay. like and respect. Yes. I love Steven Soderbergh. Yeah. He does suffer from that thing that I hate of directors every like five years being like, I'm going to quit. Well, it's been a good run, but this is my last film. So everyone's like, see ya. Woo! And like gets a big send off. And then the next week he's like, I had to come back for one more. And he makes like yeah, five he's more like, movies. He's done it like he's four like, times. He's the John Farnham <laughs> Yeah, filmmaking. He's like, I just got an iPhone <laughs> and I shot three movies on it. Yeah, Want to see? <laughs> Literally. He's like yeah. so prolific. I really like that movie. Unsane. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh, Unsane. I love Unsane. Mm. Yeah. I feel like there's a one thing that kind of annoys me with Steven Soderbergh sometimes. And Max and I watched uh, Magic Mike with my friend Ivana recently. And it came up in mm. that. Mm. Is his movies are always so oversaturated? Like they're like piss yellow or like super yeah, blue. They're so the, the biggest thing I had to say about this movie is I think what a great Yes, fit. I think it really works. The content here. is such a great fit for Soderbergh's oh, style. This is like for his style, it yeah. feels part of what, as we were saying, like in comparing to Outbreak makes this movie so scary, is mm. the realism of it is so aided by that like it feels so cold. Like the lens, even just like the lens of this movie, like how it looks and like how every scene plays out and how we move between things is so like distanced from like humanity and like emotion and stuff. And it makes it feel like a virus. I think it plays well here. Yeah. It's like seeping through everything it finds and destroying it. And it's just like, that's just what it does. I think it plays really well, like in this context and also in like 
in like Solaris, but I like I agree, maybe not like Magic Mike or something like yeah. that. Like it's a place and time kind of thing. Right. Yeah, it just doesn't always fit for me. Yeah, I think. I don't know. I'm, I'm very back and forth on him. Yeah. I love this. Movie. I think in this case, his like stylistic touches like are really appropriate. Where like there's so many scenes indoors under like really ugly fluorescent lighting or whatever, and it makes you really focus yep. on. Like, you know, it's really hot actors like Marion Cotillard, Gwyneth Paltrow, Kate Winslet, like gorgeous Kate people. Winslet. And you really focus on the texture of their face and you're like, oh, they look sick. Oh, yeah. They look papery. Yeah. Like, this like Matt Damon's skin yeah. legit yeah. looks green at one point. And you're like, are you okay, little yeah. buddy? You all right? I didn't remember this film like as as – I was so almost blown away by this movie on the rewatch. When I first saw it, I remember it, I, like I had remembered it as some sort of like blockbustery movie that I was like, oh, it's just like fear-mongering, whatever. Rewatching it, Too I was real. like, what the hell, this is great. I loved it. I was like really taken aback by it. It's incredible. Even yeah. just performances in it. Um, and then reading up on it more and more, like I was really interested in how like lauded it was for how accurate yeah it's scarily authentic really research. And like, like, how do you write a screenplay like this like yeah. literally how do you get to the point where you know this is literally fortune telling like yeah. how did you get this so right and that's what everyone says everyone's like you know like the who in like when soderbergh and his producers were like researching for the movie and stuff they're like yeah we're due for a really big pandemic <laughs> and like this like predicted it like how that's so fucking scary, so scary. and that makes this movie on the rewatch even better. Like totally. watching this right now, if you're one of those people who likes being sort of thrown into the deep end when you, when there's like a crisis, <gasps> like, you know, some people like want to yeah. absorb all the information. And yeah. Don't like this. Would be I was straight up like mum, love you. But I was like, Leanne cannot watch this. <laughs> yeah. Film. No way. Like, no way. Oh my God. I just think like, um, we should say it is apparently like the second most streamed movie this year. Yeah. Like a movie that came out a few years ago. Clearly everyone was like, this is the go-to movie mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. For, for, you know, a really accurate depiction of what everyone's going through right yeah. now. Yeah, Max, with all the interlocking stories and, like, different characters, was there one that you, like, latched onto the most and, like, found the most interesting? Mm. I I dug the Matt Damon storyline a lot. I know he's, mm. he's in there as yeah, just kind of the everyman. The everymat. Yeah, the everymat. <laughs> and um, you know, you gotta have sympathy for, you know, his wife Gwyneth Paltrow going over China. Mm-hmm. Had vaginal jade that, eggs to oh, China. Yeah. 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 Eat, eat, eating some bats <laughs> that for opening poop is... and coming back <laughs> and ruining the world. Oh my god. Yes. What if, oh, oh my I, god, for goop. <laughs> what if the tagline for this movie used to, was like she used to run goop, now she is, is goop. goop. Yeah. Oh my god, imagine if so the whole movie has like a through line of like trying to trace patient zero, like trace it back to the start. Imagine if we traced it back and like the bat is like on the set of Goop Lab. And yeah. it's like and then Gwyneth is the source of it. Oh my all. god. It like used some special oh, shit, vibrator that made it like start this disease. <laughs> yeah. Um we can, it's tricky yeah. to kind of describe the plot of this film. Um, since it is more um it, it takes place over a bunch of different characters countries cities whatever way more so than the pretty self-contained outbreak did but it all starts with Mm. Gwyneth Paltrow cheating on lovely Matt Damon um while she's on a stopover doing business travel and stuff and she picks up this really dangerous virus that started in a bat pig like in some union of a bat and pig I love it Mm. (laughs) and um she (laughs) dies pretty quickly and I thought Matt Damon reacted a lot to her death, but not that much to his stepson's. 
like Gwyneth Paltrow's kid. Yeah, he was like much about the son. It seems like it threw him into like just being that defensive mode about his own daughter. Because there is that like went from being like mourning widower to like dad mode. Yeah, and there is a gentle like the moment later on where like he kind of like lets go and cries for the first time. I, I I did write down about the moment that Max picked up on like as I was watching it. So essentially, his wife returns. Matt Damon's wife returns from a trip, and then like within hours, it's just dead. Hmm. And there is a scene where the doctor's like, Aww. "I'm really sorry, your wife's oh, died," so and he's like, mm-hmm. "So like, what are he we was doing?" Like, can I talk? And he's to like, her? "No, she's she's dead." Mm-hmm. So he's can like, "Can I talk, I talk to, to her? her?" And I just wrote down that I'm like, "What a uniquely like cinematic moment that yeah. I've never seen in a movie." Like, it is such a true thing of like. You know, I remember so that many... as well, which is weird. Yeah. This movie came out in 2011. I would have been in year seven. And that I really remembered that moment. When that happened, I was like, oh, yeah, of it's course so, that, like, that line compelling, happened. Yeah. But you never mm-hmm. see it in, in movies yeah. because it is something also about being like, well, in like something like so this, sudden, yeah. I get that people have to grieve, but like but we, also we have need to a mobilize. bed. We need we that need bed. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that kind of sense of like, t- like in She's something dead. like this when okay. people die. You know, we're already hearing stories like that in countries where they're like, oh, like – like my uncle, like my grandma's corpse is in the other room, and yeah. like no one's coming to pick it up. Yeah, like, yeah. stuff like that. Just how real heartbreak. sudden death is. Yeah, and almost yeah. yeah, like cinematic it is. It's bizarre. I think yeah. the thing about this like format, like the idea of I don't know, like the love actually music, it never it's never suited suited a film more than here. I read that down too because of the literal like transmission, like the whole intersecting mm. lives as like a narrative drive that is like necessary for this transmission to occur. Like it just like mirrors the actuality of like the pandemic itself so well. Totally. And like that's established right at the start with Soderbergh yeah. doing the thing where like every time someone will touch something, the focus like the, the, the lens like focuses onto what they've touched and yeah. then like we track. So you really get that sense that every single time anyone goes anywhere, mm. you're like, and they've touched that wall and they've touched that glass and they've picked up that thing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, like It's like pretty, you're doing an inventory of like yeah. everything that's happening. Yeah, like exactly. So, you're yeah. always did keeping you touch of like, see this movie it's, in As you said, it's so global. Yeah, we did. I think, I, did we all see it together? We I remember I was young, really so randomly excited yeah. at that age to go see it with, um, with mum or something. Yeah, I yeah. saw it in theatres. I remember the trailers, like it had all those images of like people touching handrails and stuff. And now, like, that's the visual mm. language I think of with Corona being like, oh, you got to wash your hands because yeah. of all those, like, flickering images of think people of all the things touching you touch. Even just yeah. thinking about, like, watching this and then reflecting, I think I saw someone post on, like, their Instagram story the other day being like, think of all the places you've been in the last 14 days. If you got sick and were told to write it down, could you and would you be embarrassed? And that is the dread and, like, panic that I feel watching this movie thinking like, what are you doing? Why are you going there? Don't hand her your credit card. Touch the mm. credit card on the machine yourself. Like, mm. what are you mm. doing? It's that weird unconscious thing. It's it's really dread-inducing and no time more fitting to watch this movie than now, I guess, yeah. for that kind of reaction, I guess. Yeah, totally. Something that's weird to me is that on the Wikipedia page, which I'm looking at right now, it speaks about the coronavirus right now. So it says... Nine years later, the film received renewed attention as well as viewership during the 2019 to 20 coronavirus pandemic. Like that, more than anything, points out to me like we're living in history right mm-hmm. now. Like this is crazy. Yeah. It's so weird history. to me that they. It's going to be so. What about hard. Jude Law? Because like, every single 
like YouTube video that anyone is putting out right now is like, well, I'm stuck in my house. So I decided to make this YouTube (laughs) video documenting what I'm doing. And anyone in the future who looks at any video on just like any topic will be like there was from this, this time it's gonna be like a, what the fuck the was world press yeah. pause for a year like, and it's that exactly when we talk about with art where it's like what do you do when you're in a situation where you're like i am in an experience that i didn't think i'd ever be in and i feel alone and afraid you like look to art to like explain it or give clarity to it and that's what this movie does yeah sorry max you you were oh no something? i was just gonna say jude law in this movie too his fake teeth oh and yeah Aussie accent yeah, so weird. <laughs> and the accent, what is that accent? But I think it does I never do got the well bit as a kid. the thing of like people who, you know, play into crises and profit from them. Like that um, American guy who like sold his shares or whatever. Or even Trump yeah. Yeah. telling people yeah. about random drugs yeah. that could work and then people take them the, and die. Yeah, they, they just kill and die. Yeah. 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 Did that storyline work for you? Yeah, I thought it worked there are great. people like that now. <laughs> oh, definitely. I thought that was one of the most um, relatable of the story. Not to say they weren't, but that one was definitely, because that's happening right now. It's insane that how yeah. little has changed. Also, I loved his character's name, mm. Alan Crumweedy. Crumweedy. Yeah. When they said it, the people oh. were like, Weedy? Like, of yeah, course like, that's his what? name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but even like looking at us, like the toilet paper thing, People buying all this toilet paper and sanitizer and like yeah. upping the price or whatever. Or like Uber Eats have like upped their like share in how much small yeah. businesses make because Uber Eats deliveries mm-hmm. yeah. are going up and whatever. I, I also think it touches on like in the same way things we're having now with, you know, like you said, in America with Trump being so like desperate at every turn to try and talk down how serious it is and act like it isn't as big a deal as it is. The movie has like, there's a great through line in the movie, especially early on, of people being like, well, you said that about the bird flu and then we overreacted and it affected the economy. So, like, even in the movie, there's a sense of everyone being like, no, let's not, like, get like too ahead of ourselves and stuff. Mm. And then, like, part of the function of the movie is that it just keeps on barreling forward and you're like, oh, God, now, like, hundreds of people yeah. are dead. Like, yeah. hundreds of thousands of people have died. I think there's, like, yeah. a... Just like yeah, the it has a pretty sensitive, like depiction of privilege throughout it as well I reckon like with Lawrence Fishburne mm. who's pretty high up in the CDC mm-hmm. yeah. he has this like insight so he can tell his loved ones like hey you need to leave this city or whatever which like mm-hmm. you know us plebs like won't know and we'll just get infected <laughs> and with um, Marianne <laughs> yeah. Cotillard's character she's a researcher who basically gets kidnapped and held hostage in China because people there are like we know that our village isn't going to get treatment unless we like bring mm. you into the situation and you're like leverage. Mm. And thankfully mm. you haven't, we haven't heard about that happening yet, but like, it's not that yeah. unbelievable. Well, it's <laughs> happening though. Yeah. yeah well, in the, and then at the end when, you know, it's revealed that like that has happened all over the world, yeah. you know, just a movie that so deftly balances the, like this coronavirus has seeped into every single possible facet of life. And I think the movie kind of touches in that really intelligently and, yeah, accurately. Wow, guys, I wonder which one we'll pick. Yeah. Wow. And there's not – are there sexual assaulters in this one? Oh, let's just run down the list real quick. Let's check. Uh, Just check that. Avengers disassembled. (laughs) I think so. Um, I think these are good guys. I don't know, man. Matt Damon a bit – He's made he's, said, he's yeah. just been problematic about being like we should con, and then afterwards he was like, yeah, that was dumb. I shouldn't have said that. He yeah, said like, which is- he said we should be congratulating guys that like aren't raping oh. people. <laughs> yeah, but he I also think he did that. Like he also did that. Um, 
that Great Wall movie. Yeah, yeah, he did, oh, did yeah. the lightsaber thing. Yeah, well, like lots of people have done those fucking movies. That's so they? true. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like Scarjo. God, she gets through, doesn't she? Yeah. We really let her off. Um, if if Outbreak is the <laughs> staring at me so deadly. You know, so um, Max. I if Outbreak, is it, they're like I don't know, they're like the Birds of Prey. Yeah. I would say Birds of Prey is a good one, or maybe I don't want to say Suicide Squad. Oh, <laughs> well, well, yeah. You know what? You, 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 you know what? Cool. I will say if if Outbreak is the Avengers, these are the Suicide Squad of sexual assaulters because they haven't done it and they're yeah. very bad at it. Well, I don't think they're trying. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. There you go. Mm. All right. Good. Hip hip hooray. <laughs> <laughs> Let's compare the six. I mean the pigs. Oh. <laughs> I'm sick. Wish I hadn't said that. Oh well. Me too. Okay, two films about the pandemic, similar to what we're going through at the moment. I want to ask, um, which, which virus would you rather have, the contagion bat pig virus or the outbreak Betsy the monkey virus? Bat pig, because you don't you don't necessarily. Am I die. gonna Am I gonna die? Do I know if I'm gonna die from bat pig? You don't one? know. And do we? Okay, then I would get that one. Because the Bappy one, what do they say? It's like a one in four chance of dying if you yeah, get it. Even if you, even if it was higher than that, like at least you don't turn into yeah, soup. Yeah, yeah. But it's like 24 hours, it's over. You just asked to get shot in the head. But the outbreak That's one. That's not dying It's by so the much more contained. And then if you survived, you could be like, oh, I was part of yeah. the people that, you know, Kevin True. Spacey was It wasn't 100% mortality. <laughs> Dude, the makeup effects for the infection in Outbreak are fucking insane. It looks like Rick and Morty. Like, <laughs> they're like bleeding from every single pore and their eyes are like the colour well, black. sometimes, like, like Renee Russo, they kind of just reddened her face a bit and I was like, yeah. this is what I just look like all the time. Like, thanks. <laughs> you literally turn into pizza. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Aww. They said, yeah, like, exactly. if you do an autopsy on the body, they were like, it looks like someone, like, lit a bomb inside here. <laughs> It was horrible. Stupid. Stupid. Is that it? Yeah. That is. It. it sounds like... Yeah, this is... What's that I was just saying, it sounds like we've... I feel like I have a really solid idea of how we all feel about the realism and, like, the threat of both of these yeah. movies. That one of them tries I, so much harder to manipulate you into being scared and fails because of it. Yeah, yeah it distracts completely. you from the yeah. actual thing we should be scared of. It ironically is like the one the one that's like Hollywood scary. That's like this thing, if you get it, you've got 24 hours to live and then mm. you fucking explode internally is like really comforting. And then the one that's like one in 12 people in the world are going to get it. And if you get it, you have like a one in four chance of dying. Uh, and we don't know if it's like airborne for like a long period of time, blah, blah, blah things like yeah. that. You're like, that is horrifying. I think the thing about, and I think this for me at least as a viewer and in my viewership of movies speaks to like especially how I view like horror. Like I am much more terrified by the idea of like the mundane than like the freaky supernatural like once in a lifetime whatever. And that is like evidence so clearly here. 
I think the thing that struck the biggest chord with me in watching Contagion and a moment that I never ever came close to in Outbreak was the idea of like adaptation and the necessity of it and like the idea that you know um, Matt Damon's daughter she wants to like live on with like you know continue her life and see this boy or whatever go to the prom and Mm. the best that she like that she'll ever get is the fact that her dad was like oh here's your little prom moment and that was such a sweet moment for me because it was kind of like yeah like we we don't really have any options we kind of do just have to adapt and like that's just the way it is, mm. and it's kind of a thing of like making the best of a bad situation. Yeah, and totally. There's something so melancholy about it, and Outbreak never had anything like that. It touches Outbreak touches on moments of like visual imagery that's quite like sweet or like uh, like mildly powerful. Like I quite like the little moment of um they say to everyone in the town in Outbreak like take a white piece if you if someone in your house is infected take a white cloth and put it up mm. in front of the door. And then someone will come and pick you up and take you to like the town square or whatever. And there's just a moment inside of like a mother that's been infected and her husband and two kids are like in the other room and she wants to like kiss them goodbye, but she can't. Like they're so scared of touch. So it's like she's saying goodbye to her kids probably for the last time, but can't like touch them. And I was Mm -hmm. like... So you know, like, what would be the most effective yeah, thing in this movie. Yeah, I thought movie. it felt tokenistic, <laughs> being like, oh, we should show yeah. the yeah. normal people, not, like, a celebrity main cast are getting sick too. Exactly. <laughs> like, all right, all right, hurry exactly. up. <laughs> and then it just goes into the thriller shit and, yeah. Um, we've had this thing happen on the show a few times where, like, we compare two movies and the outcome is, like, one of these is clearly better, but the other one we don't maybe talk about enough. Like, I do have the thing where I'm, like, Outbreak was... A pretty valid watch. I reckon it would be quite a good costume for a costume what? party. The like yellow, the what? yellow hazmat suit. People just start talking about specific to outbreak. I'd be like, look, I'm Kevin Spacey. I'm Colonel Schultz or whatever. Oh my god, It'd be quite fun. MD. <laughs> yeah. I, I um, said it's a pretty scary costume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you love Dustin exactly. Hoffman? His speech at the end was like, if you're gonna drop that bomb, then you drop that bomb. And if you're gonna bomb this town, you could bomb LA and you can bomb Washington. <laughs> the way he said bomb, like, really sent me. Bomb. <laughs> One thing that I thought was pretty yeah. interesting with both movies is they both kind of revolve around, to a degree, kind of a dysfunctional relationship with their spouse. Like the whole thing in, yeah. uh, you know, Outbreak mm. was, you know, Renee Russo, the ex wife where it was a very Hollywood eyes portrayal of just like, I'm going to win her back by like saving her from turning saving into goo. World. Yeah. And, mm. and then yeah. In contagion, it was like far more realistic where Matt Damon was like, wait a minute, my dead wife was cheating on me. Yeah. And just like no resolution. Yeah. He just yeah. has to live with that. He just has to live with the fact that his, <laughs> up until like a week before the movie started, like he was like, yeah, my wife is totally cool and not and alive and not cheating on me. Oh. <laughs> Anthony's had a huge... Meg, you know how, like, one or two weeks ago we were having that conversation, like, off mic about The Descendants, the George Clooney movie? I was movie, just thinking And how that. there, like, aren't many other thinking. movies that deal with that exact yeah, difficult situation. Yeah. Watch The Descendants about, as well. You can just watch Contagion, yeah. which does but it just like as effectively. it's, mourning and grieving for someone who you kind of hate because they've done you wrong. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Not or the like, uh, Disney Channel original movie, The Descendants. <laughs> no, um, no. The George Clooney movie. No, the George Clooney one, where it's, like... Like when everyone else want, expects like some category of grief from you and you can't provide that. Yeah. You're dealing with your own shit. Or, yeah. or like mm. the same with, there's another movie I'm thinking of where it's like they're going through a divorce and then they die, someone dies. Oh, sure. Hmm. 
This could be a... That speaks into the the, the, the only like last point I wanted to make about Contagion, which is like, I think it's a really great textbook example of how you can make a film that feels cold and impersonal that still is like really emotionally impactful. Like I think you so often see a film that is like, oh, we want to make ourselves like distanced from humanity and stuff and feel really like you know like kind of like brittle or whatever and then you watch it and you're like oh well that just like didn't impact me at all like I think this film uses that to make you like it it does feel that way and it makes you be like so uncomfortable with how like fallible we are Mm -hmm. like with the fact that you know like at any second some kind of virus could just like come in and take your life and like really what impact would it have you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like I just think in this film, it actually gets more, like, it's so much more emotionally impactful than, say, Dustin Hoffman screaming in a helicopter being like, yeah. the bomb, ah, the bomb. Like, I think it's <laughs> very bomb. ironic that everything Outbreak tries very hard to do, Contagion does much more subtly. And Contagion doesn't, yeah, in really small moments, like the yeah. fact that we're never really shown, like, um, you know, some, like the inside of someone's house. Like everything occurs in like hotel rooms yeah. or if it's inside the house, it's in the kitchen, which is really like sterile and yeah, clean. Yeah, something like clinical. airports, kitchens. And like airports really and yeah. like the only moments of like comfort and warmth. Yeah, I think you're right. It pushes us in the opposite way, mm. feeling like a need for that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 Contagion. Yeah, Contagion. Contagion. <laughs> Did you have anything to add? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, I just wanted to say, like, it's really interesting seeing how both movies kind of deal with the problem solving of, like, how everyone gets sick in the first mm-hmm. place and then how it gets fixed. Because I feel like That's in true. Outbreak, the way that the virus spreads is very convoluted and it's like, oh, if these million little coincidences happen, like, all hell will break loose. And the solution is that one, like, heroic medical cowboy solves everything. And I think it's the that's other the way title for the movie. Medical cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's also what dad wants to be referred to as. Dad listens to this. like, I finally figured it out. <laughs> Whereas I think Contagion, it's like, no, like, control is like an illusion and it only takes one pig to ruin the whole world. And the process of solving yeah. that is a million little pieces. Like, it's, you know, doctors doing what they were not advised to do and being like, I don't care, I want to give this a go. And all these different countries, medical facilities and, like, organisations, like, each chipping away at it. And I feel like that's what's going to happen and what is already happening with Corona. Well, yeah, that's, um, if you listen to, which I have been overloading, overdosing on, which is terrible, but The Daily, that, that episode that they did on, like, sort of the failures in American testing for coronavirus about how like one lab out of Washington state, I think they like everyone, they produced on mass these tests that were like partly faulty. (sighs) And then one lab had came up, had come up with their own solution, but they didn't get approval from the CDC to like start using them. So for two weeks they were just in limbo and eventually like someone from that lab was like, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. That is what like prompted the response in America trying to think what episode that was we can link but to yeah it. like it, this feels like such a like it's so prophesizing this movie it's bizarre mm, definitely well it's spooky we all say deserves the clean sweep yeah <laughs> yay contagion. amazing then congratulations contagion. i guess we should move on to our little 
sickly little triplet in the attic and just just as long as he supplies. stays 1.5 meters yeah, away can, like, from, 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 triplet from a little distance <laughs> time for triplet in the attic where we each have to pick a third piece of media that we think acts as a thematic triplet to this episode's twin picks and max would you like to start i sure would <laughs> my triplet in the attic is a guy his name is uh <laughs> cody a man yeah a, a man uh, his name is cody lee fister that's spelled fister Fister, but that's spelled P-F-I-S-T-E-R. And he uh, has recently been arrested because he posted a video of himself online at a Walmart in Missouri uh, licking a bunch of deodorants, saying, I'm not afraid of no corona. Why do you want to choose him? (laughs) Because I think he's very topically relevant because we watch all these movies and they're like, there's no one like... This like stupid and careless like going around. Well, an outbreak especially, and then you see a video of a guy licking a bunch of deodorants in a Walmart and be like, "Oh, okay." I am stunned. I thought we'd say no deodorant. Well, he, not food. Yeah, though. well, yeah. It, it's weird too because he just does it like an assembly line. He just kind of like moves. he like moves his whole body and like drags his tongue across like a whole yeah. line of deodorant. Is it is it quite like clinical? Like is he like laughing yeah. and stuff, or is it like no? Work? He's laughing. He's having a good time. And I mean, there's also a bunch of videos if you search like hashtag coronavirus challenge of like millennials, mm-hmm. like Zoomers. Yeah, like licking toilet seats. Yeah, licking toilet yeah, seats yeah. in, in yeah, airplanes. Yeah, there was someone on a plane yeah. that licked the toilet seat. Yeah. Wow. One of them actually is in the hospital with corona now, too. <laughs> that's great. What a hero. Yeah, oh, so wow. that's my triplet. We've never had a, a human man be a triplet in the attic before. That's yeah. amazing. Well, well done. done, Cody. Yeah, you did it. Fister. You did wow. it, Mr. Fit. Mr. Fister. Mr. Fister. Fister. Wow. Meg, would you like to go next? Sure. Um, my triplet in the attic is very self-indulgent this week. Um, I have taking it upon myself to monopolize our speaker system at home and I've been playing my music yes, and my music only. I wake up to it every day. And because of that, I've made myself a little quarantine playlist. It's called Pandemic at the Disco. It's on Spotify. Love. It's just like a mix of songs that I'm listening to right now and just like ones that make me happy. And it's what's really good because I have – I'm the arbiter of good taste. Um, what's yeah. on there? I've got Doja Cat. I've got Max the new like flume. Oh, oh, I love great. Doja. She's having such a moment. She's killing it. Um, I've got the new flume Toro Imoy song on there, which is really good. I've got some War on Drugs on there. Do you I've have got some Toxic by Britney Spears. Oh no! Obvious as hell. Come on. <laughs> it's so come on. This is more nuanced than that. I've got it's, a, it's good. Um, I'll admit it's some good. Daphne. If you're looking for something more disco-y, I've got like some some tunes. It's a real mix. It's not all super relevant, but yeah, yeah, but it'll this keep is your spirits my podcast, high. and this is my playlist. So maybe we'll like link it on the fa- on the Instagram or Aww. something. Um, there you go. That's it. No, how about you? Um, so mine this week is I think it's a testament that I'm picking this because there is nobody in this world that is more like against 
zombie shit than me. Like I am exhausted by zombie shit. Oh, I know what you're going to say. It is so like one tone to me and like there's no new territory to go. However, the first book that I can remember being like, oh, it's like a grown-up book that I'm reading that I really love that I've reread and like still I think is incredible and I've thought about it with both of these movies is World War Z Mm. by Max Brooks, the book. Um, Less for the zombie elements and more for the way it approaches like a global response. I think it touches on so much shit that I'm like, oh my God, that is so like scary and like scarily realistic. And, and like, I see so like so many different parts of it. I've thought about this week um, in the book there's, so it's essentially just a bunch of different stories or like little subplots about different world responses throughout like this 20 year long or however long like zombie war. Um, there's one about like, the United States severely underprepares because they think that they're not going to be affected by the war. And of course they are. Um, there's like a placebo thing that's released. And then the president's like, everyone go get this thing. Like it's going to cure uh-huh. you. And then they have like the highest fatalities. One, my personal favorite is I've, I don't know about you guys, but I've gone fucking mad this week looking at different celebrities, like posting videos, like they're on all like, I think there is nothing more equalizing than this virus to be like when those dumb celebrities, like when Vanessa Hudgens is just like in her room talking to her camera and being, I'm like, you are not, you are just a person. Like you have no authority on this. The idea that you think that because you've been in like rent live that you have an authority (laughs) on this virus that's affecting everyone is hilarious. So there's a bit in the book that's like all these celebrities are like holed up in a castle and they like think that they're more important than it. You know what I mean? Just like, I think, the book excellently beyond the dumb zombie shit touches on how the whole world and like race, religion, economic, like economically, like all those different things, how that all be affected by a pandemic. So that's the book and don't watch the movie. Don't waste your time. <laughs> yeah. I, this is so stupid, but whenever I think of World War Z, Z, I always think of how we saw it. We saw it at this weird cinema in Hong Kong. We did. And we ordered like a, I got like a Coke on the way in. Oh, yes. And the girl like at the, at the movie theatre counter, I think she spent four minutes like pouring the Coke because she would pour it out in like one second burst and then wait for the bubbles to settle down. And it was just like. <laughs> and keep doing it yeah, until it was, it was at the top. it was astounding. And everyone in line, everyone we, all, we were like looking at everyone like, in line and we were like, are you seeing yeah. this? Like, <laughs> it's fine. Literally, it took her so long. Yeah. Oh, amazing. That's a real like George Costanza like moment of real anger. Like a dumb <laughs> thing. Yeah. Um, my, yeah. my triplet in the attic is... Is it is triplets in itself? Oh my god, a sex tuplet in the attic, whatever. Oh, I chose just three <laughs> three movie services or cool people I know that are going to be streaming movies or doing some kind of movie marathon. Yeah, oh, during Corona because this is a movie podcast. We all love going to films, IRL, the physical cinema experience, and mm. um, there's three little outlets that I'm going to link to below that I think are going to replicate that in a really nice way for people. The first one is the Melbourne Cinematheque. Um, They're Mm. planned, you know, they show movies every Wednesday in Melbourne and they're bringing it online for the foreseeable future, which is very cool of them. Um, My friend Jamie Tram is doing Cheapskate Cinema, this cute little like schedule of movie things that I did last year with my friend Ivana. Um, 
he's has like way better taste than me. So the movies are like really great. And I think every, every Tuesday or Wednesday, he's going to be airing something on SciTube. And for Americans, Turner Classic Movies is doing a really good movie marathon. Do you remember what were some of the ones that really slapped on it? Ooh, um, TCM. What were they? The movie marathon. They have like classics like uh, Wizard of Oz and stuff. But also some like weirdly recent movies that I was like, huh, why is that on there? Yeah, but um, very cool. Oh, well. They are very good resources. I will look into them. They're great. Yeah. Thanks, oh, well. Um, yeah. Thank you. Everyone for listening in on this episode of Twin Peaks. We hope it brightened up your little self-isolation period. And if you ended up having a nice time and it helped distract you from the coronavirus, why not write us a review on iTunes or send us some nice mail at twinpeakspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to read more stuff like this stupid piece that Max and I put together about how directors are going <laughs> to respond to the coronavirus, you can find it on roughcutfilm.com. Yes. That's it. And if you want to be caught up, you've got plenty of time to be caught up for next week's movies. We will quite tragically be talking about two films that relate to Meg's... <laughs> thwarted <No>. trip to Italy. <laughs> thwarted trip to Italy. We will be talking about Roman Holiday and the Lizzie McGuire movie. We'll also be crying, but that's... We will be. We're going to hold it together as we talk about Lizzie's adventures. Yeah. We'll do our best. So sad. Very sad. Anyway, bye everyone. Enjoy your self-isolation. <laughs> Enjoy your Corona day. So sad. Matt, wait, do you have We didn't talk about that. So everything... Oh, oh yeah. yeah, plug shit. Do you, I don't know. Oh, um, projects. Yeah, I have this cat yes. called I, Beans. I, I, have, <laughs> I have this cat called Beans. Um, I'm we're in self isolation <laughs> now, but once we're out of it, uh, you can find me in L.A. the Mar Vista area. You know, come over, pat Beans. She likes that. Aww. Yeah. She'll like that. Give her a pat. <laughs> She'll appreciate, She'll appreciate that. it. Maybe like bring bring her a mouse. Make sure it's old because I don't know. Beans is like up to chasing or chasing mm. a young one. That's around. really sad. Yeah. Have you been offended? You know what? Sorry, are you gonna? No, uh, I was just gonna say. I just I was just thinking. If anyone that listens to this has like artistic ability, could you draw us a picture of? The um, sexual assault Avengers, oh, and we we'll put it that. on the socials or something. Wow! Don't I just want to say that. Do that. It's not that they listen to this. What? No, I think I think, think. You know what? What episode is this? Twenty-seven or something? Six. Seven. 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 Yeah. Sorry. It's fan art time. Start sending <laughs> yeah. me pictures. I want it, that it's shit. Come on. Seen in an yeah. eye patch. He's like, I'm putting a movie together. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Literally. Their Shut first up. like big mission is like busting out Cosby or something. No. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> so good. Oh, oh, mm. oh god. Good, good, good. Well. Anyway. Bye. Cor- cor- corona goodbye. Bye. <laughs> oh, that's how it went though. <laughs> Max died. <laughs> he just flung off the headphones and died. Oh my god. Bye.